Hello and welcome to Bottle Episodes. My name is David Piccolomini and along with fellow comedian Daniel Crow, we dive into the best of bad TV. So we go for the most outrageous, craziest uh, television shows you can find. Just weird, insane things that just exist for somehow against all odds in the TV landscape. And we watch them and we watch the pilot episode so we know what's going on and then we watch the top rated episode on imdb so we see the best of it in the bottle like i know what a bottle episode is i understand that that is a different thing in tv but these are more like bottle episodes in that they're probably better if you have a drink while you're watching the show and this show is no different it's insatiable it's bonkers i actually i i'm gonna spoil a little bit i love this show i think it's very insane and fun uh and we have on this week Julie Ray. She's a very funny comedian. Follow her at Julie Ray Comedy. Uh, you can follow me at DPIC Comedy. And check out my special on YouTube, Goblin King. And then uh, follow Daniel F. Crow if you want. He doesn't care. So, like, you don't have to. But I think it would weird him out if you did. So, I, that's a fun reason to do it. Or, you know, like, I don't know. His, his sister would be very proud if you did help out his sister i don't know what i'm saying uh finally cocktail what cocktail should you make with this or cocktail i don't know i don't even think this should be a cocktail for this one i think uh we're going full indulgence just get a the largest bottle of wine you can find and then drink all of it in this hour in the hour it takes you to listen to this episode just drink a full bottle of wine or just in the time it takes you to watch like and two episodes of Insatiable. That that might be better for the circumstances of this. But like just the largest bottle. of Like whatever you're thinking of. Push that next to another bottle of wine the same size. And then merge those bottles. That's the size you're looking for. Like it should be more akin to like something like. A, you should be pushing the bottle of wine as you go. Just like actively it should be heavy. And then you're drinking more of it. I don't, how are you drinking out of this giant bottle that you are pushing? Straw, obviously. Get your giant straw, your giant bottle of wine, and enjoy this giant episode of Insatiable. He has one line, and it's just some guy doing a bad Michael Jordan impression. And he looks at the shoes and he goes, huh, bulls colors. Oh, my God. That's it? That's, that's all it, they that's do? That's all Michael Jordan says. I love that uh, for the movie Air. Are we recording right now? We are recording right now. You can so tell every, my... every every episode is going to talk <laughs> yeah, about well, the film I, Air. I knew as soon as David's voice, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yep. I'm 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 goading. I'm making people talk. Oh. <laughs> I'm pulling string. Master manipulator, podcast host <laughs> David Piccolomini. <laughs> Welcome to Bottle Episodes, a show where we watch uh, the best episodes of terrible television. Ooh. I'm David Piccolomini. I'm Daniel Crow. And this week we're joined by uh guest Julie Ray. Beautiful. Nailed Thank it. You. We're, we're joined we're joined by another guest in honor of the show. We have a box of chocolate pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, despite what Insatiable will tell you, there's nothing wrong with being chubby and eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, there's not. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Uh that's the show we're covering today. Insatiable. Debbie Ryan. Yeah, written by Lauren Gussis. Uh, the show is a disgraced and dissatisfied civil lawyer turned beauty pageant coach takes on a vengeful bullied teenager as his client and has no idea what he's about to unleash on the world. Mm-hmm. Yes, as we find out in the last episode. <laughs> yeah, no, it is 
What a what a show! So for this show, uh, since we watched the first episode to get a baseline, and then we watched uh, the top rated episode, mm. uh, and then so for this one, uh, which happens, this is this feels like an homage, like people being like, "We like the series." Uh, so I've actually seen this show before mm-hmm. from doing like just from watching TV. Same, same, yeah, yeah, exactly. Same. I saw the first the first full season when it came out over the pan like it came out in 2019 but i watched it like over the pandemic that's when yeah people watched actually i watched it in mexico city because we started watching it we're like oh we're not gonna stop we were just tired from mexico city let him Uh, brag without questions (laughs) (laughs) like yeah i just go to these i was like david you don't go international that often (laughs) this was pre-pandemic this was pre-pandemic yeah it was a vacation with another rich lady (laughs) yeah i was gonna ask i was like was this another rich girlfriend this was uh, jess yeah anyway This wasn't, yeah. But yeah, so we just started watching. We're like, this is bad. I can't stop. Well, and that's the thing is like, I don't know. It, it got so much shit and I get it. It's like not the best, but like, it's so campy. You can't take it seriously. Like, I don't think they meant for it to be. Yeah, I don't know. I think they thought they were making The Wire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they thought they were making the next great show. Beauty pageant wire. Well, it's yeah. such a, it, it is a weird thing because it, I will say the show does improve and it is beyond anything. It's interesting. Yes. You're like, wait, and just like, I'm sorry. The last episode is insane. You're like, what? there's like a 5,000 whiplash. But you're like, how does this even work? Yeah. Well, it's so funny if you <laughs> haven't watched the second season where it ramps up dramatically. So the first season is crazy. There's plenty of murder in the first season, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, in the second season, it gets even crazier because they're just going for it at this point. Yeah. yeah. I th- I'm the only one here that's only seen two episodes of the show, right? Yes. Yeah. So I was definitely the most lost when I jumped from the first episode to the last episode. That's so fun. And she was uh. in the middle of murdering someone. <laughs> and there Who is was a... trying to kill her first. Yeah, it was self-defense. Okay. Yeah. It was self-defense. So it's a little better than it seemed from what I saw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know Which what? was her murdering a woman much older and frailer than her. <laughs> and I, I know. Stop. <laughs> Stella Rose. Stella Rose has some girth. She's, she's not okay. frail. Yeah, right. she, she's a very scary lady. Well, you have to she's forgive also... me. I thought she was frail based on the fact that I only know her from getting murdered immediately. <laughs> but then later in that episode, there's a scene where they're explaining every murder she did, and every character's like, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I'm right here with you. <laughs> was there a, I forget, was there a crotch, like a straight up crotch punch in that, in the beginning of the, yes. that oh, episode? She punches her straight in the crotch. Yeah, in the vag, just like an yeah. uppercut to the vag. I, I respected that. I was like, you know what, you don't see that in a girl-on-girl fight scene that much, and I appreciate that. You know, there was the pair pulling and stuff. I would hair Does pull too. Does that happen a lot? In- <laughs> I mean, I've only been in three girl fights. <laughs> Hell yeah. And all of them were like under the age of like. 16 like you know i'm counting like middle school and okay. like elementary school girl so no one no one for crotch no punches. no no we didn't I, know just, how to do that yet i'm just thankful that we're this early into our podcast and we're already calling for more woman on woman violence <laughs> you know what yeah <laughs> I, I finally you know it's not just women on woman violence um it's like i don't know how to say it like actual action sequences between two women who aren't like where they're not doing sexy, it sexy. spies they're not yeah. Doing it yeah. i'll say it if no one else will we need an all-woman bum fights. <laughs> <laughs> we need it. I just like, yeah. No, it, it's nice to see just like a, a, a crazy um, fight scene. And, and really, what I liked is they were actually really kind of realistic. Like, um, 
the killers, she messes up all the time in this entire she, series. So literally what I think this series is a little bit about is if you're hot, you could kind of get away with anything. Yeah. Because immediately she's charged for a crime. They're like, we're going to make her guilty. In the first episode, they're like, we're going to look this tub of lard, not worth her time. Just let her get some community service. Maybe she'll work out, lose some weight. Let's mm-hmm. get her. And then they're like, never mind. She's hot. We have to defend her with every inch of our lives. Yes. <laughs> okay. That is what happens in the first episode. Yeah. It's literally. Well, the, the gay. The, sorry. The not gay yet lawyer. <laughs> the bi lawyer. Yeah. 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 The, the, who hasn't admitted he's bi yet. Yeah. Um, yes. He sees her and he's like, you're my salvation after being accused by. My favorite, honestly, the most interesting like relationship is this. Art and Mirren? No, uh, Re- Regina, Regina and Dixie. In my opinion, it's just so fun and horrible. Oh my god! Yeah, could you follow? Did you follow any of that from the? So no, I've just noticed that both of their names are mildly to evoke thoughts of genitals, though. <laughs> Regina and Dixie. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. That's yeah. True. Holy shit! They're also the most trashiest of the of the show. <laughs> Yeah, they call her Regina. <laughs> yeah, Regina. For sure. Regina. Uh, well, that's, by the way, that's Arden Mirren. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, uh, she's a comic actress. She's been in a million things. Yeah, no, I, I, I recognized her. Um, and I liked her Irene daughter. Choi. Yeah. Irene Choi, who, Asian Annie in Community. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. She's very, she's very funny. Um, I just, I really appreciate, I just really appreciated the fact that they also dug into the fact that, uh, Regina stole her from a mall because, like, her daughter's like Asian, and you're like, we yeah. have this happen. Is that a plot line before the last episode? Because that's another that uh, yeah. last well, episode just kept being things I was confused about. Yeah. Okay. So it comes up a blip where she's like, <laughs> it comes up a blip where she's like, um, oh, they forgave me for kidnapping Dixie because I caught um, the lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of being the killer, even though she's actually the pageant killer and frames. The lawyer. God, what a fucking... By the way, yeah, spoiler alerts throughout the whole thing. We're watching... Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, we're, you had also, us watch the last here's episode. The thing, here's the thing. <laughs> if you're watching this show at all, if you're thinking about watching it, this is not going to affect your enjoyment of the show. No. It, it, it It's so... The second season is so fast-paced. You can literally watch, like, like the, the episode before it and, like, not expect half the things that are coming. Like, honestly. You're mm-hmm. like, okay. I actually didn't... Res- like maybe they hinted at it more in the second season, but I only watched the first two episodes of the second season. And I was surprised that Regina, for some reason was the killer. Cause I was like, really? Yeah. They She's just so dumb. <laughs> they just kind of threw everything. They're just like, yeah. fuck it. Who cares? So we should probably actually say what the show is. Yeah. yeah. Like sorry, 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 so sorry. People understand what's going on. We're just going to have to cut this part and paste it yeah. in the middle. <laughs> it's been eight minutes. They're fine. Okay. okay. Anyway. Okay. So, Catch the show up. stars uh, Dallas Roberts and Debbie Ryan playing Bob Armstrong and Patty Bladell. Uh, Bob Armstrong is a for- he's a lawyer who's not a very good lawyer. He works for his dad's company where his dad doesn't respect him. He gets no respect anywhere. His wife doesn't respect him. Oh, God. That wasn't at all in the second season. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's still. The dad? I don't remember the dad. Oh, oh. Ooh, the dad might be dead, honestly. Oh, okay. Is I, he murdered? I, I do not remember. No. Great. The dad wasn't murdered. Okay. but yeah. Why is that an unreasonable question? He's <laughs> it's married not. To, it's not. He's married to Alyssa Milano. She's so One hot. One of three narrators in the first episode. <laughs> there are three narrators in the first episode. More oh. than one is excessive. <laughs> Two, you, you better be making something great. Three? <laughs> Three narrators. I'm pretty sure Sarah Colonna does narration at some oh point. Uh, yeah, uh, Regina. Yeah, Regina does it. it. Yeah. Uh, Everyone 
Bob Bynard. Yeah, everybody gets to tell their side of the Exhausting story. Exhausting to have that I'm, many narrators. And that's the thing is like, again, it's fucked up, but it's campy as hell and I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, it's great. It is also, I didn't notice this until I looked later. Someone pointed out that it was... Uh, all the adults speak in heavy Southern accents and none of the kids, kids. do except for like <laughs> two of them. Like, it's because TikTok has revolutionized their speech. Come on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just speak on a, a global level now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, yeah. That's that's literally what happened. They've watched so many TikTok videos. They're just like, okay, this is how we talk. Okay. Now, let's start also with the first episode. So it's it's rough. It is rough. And it's it's rough in a lot of ways where it's like, it's trying to do that thing where it's like, oh, I'm being wrong and I don't care. It's There is a certain type of like weird, like it's like, I'm, I'm just saying it. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but what are you saying? And it's that, rec- it's that weird other reckless where it's like kind of liberal, but it's not really making any of the points Yeah, it wants yeah. to make. And it, it's just kind of sitting at this weird mean-spirited spot. You know, it's interesting you bring up the liberal thing though, because I, after watching these two episodes, went on the subreddit for this show. And if you go to like top posts of all time, a third of them are like, "Can't believe the snowflakes and SJWs hate this show." <laughs> like, well, that's the thing. Okay, so it had the highest ratings. That this show for the first season, as I was saying earlier, guys, like it had the highest. It was like the ninth most watched show in 2019 when it came out because of the controversy of like, yeah, people being like, "Is it fat shaming?" and like, totally. It definitely toes the it line. It is. It definitely is fat shaming. <laughs> it it's a hundred percent fat shaming. I complete. I'm not gonna lie. I'm fuzzy on the first season because well, I watched it so long ago. <laughs> it's a hundred percent, and it's it's a tonal issue. And I think there's a thing of like, uh, when talking about these issues, there is such a difficult space of uh, empathy. The the thing is, regardless of health or whatever, because some people are bigger and smaller. Some people are eating in unhealthy ways mm-hmm. for sure. I, uh, for example, brought chocolate pretzels today. Yeah, and they were delicious. <laughs> uh, were they? Because you left too. <laughs> that was mo- that was mostly me. I'm not insatiable. <laughs> like I don't have, I don't suffer from any. I don't have anything with food. So I'm, yeah. but like, but uh, as far as I could tell, it's the lack of empathy that's often talked about with any mm-hmm. of this. And in this show, there is zero empathy for her character being uh, fat. Or not even fat, like that you need empathy for it, but there's zero empathy for her character. They're just like, look at this tub of lard <laughs> being a real piece of shit. Like, she was a bad person no matter her weight, though. No, yeah. for sure. But they're not, they're like, but now that she's, she's pretty, hot. great. Let's- it's the Helen of Troy complex where they're like, she must be this goddess, angel, nice woman because she's fucking hot. It's literally, they're doing, <laughs> honestly, if you reframe this whole thing as a take of like, uh, bad people get away with things because they're hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really actually kind of works. <laughs> well, yeah, the final, the final, uh, it's so interesting because the final line is uh, in the entire show is such a flip on, you know, the, the basic one, which is like, nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And yes. it's like, nothing tastes as good as killing feels when they just go full dark <laughs> with her. So I looked it up. Uh, do you know what Lauren Augustus uh, was doing before this? What? A fuck ton of Dexter. And suddenly this show makes a lot of sense. Oh my goodness. Because they, they even mention, have a Dexter reference. Sorry. They even have a Dexter reference. I think it's in episode two of the second season where they literally wrap themselves up in uh, plastic wrap. Like Oh, like Dexter? Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. That's funny. Because they were like, oh, what would Dexter Morin do or Morgan do in this situation? And like it's 
it's, Debbie Ryan, the girl and the, and the lawyer in the middle of the woods, just wrapped up being like, <laughs> OK, we can't leave any of our fibers. We can't leave the fibers. And he, he, the lawyer's full on doing Dexter monologues in that last episode. <laughs> it was an narration. Yeah, yeah, he's, it, he's well, doing Dexter's it got, cadence it, and everything. It just turned like it, it has these moments of complete like we're just like, this is dark. And then it goes completely camp again. <laughs> I think I think they probably fully intended that through line about if you're hot you can get away with anything i don't think it's something they yeah. fell backwards well, into that's fair well but also i mean I, I read something recently that i think is probably true it's something i think about with like well like a lot of show creators don't know what actually makes their show great mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, that is that is like a thing like where it's like it's what kind of like it's partially people... unconsciously you're putting out part of your person you know who might have known the yep. guy who directed both episodes we watched, who I've actually enjoyed his work in the past, Andrew Fleming. Andrew Fleming. He made Dick in Hamlet 2. Yeah. I think he's a talented guy. That also, I think, so he directed nine of the episodes. Okay. So he was and a big creative force I for think, it. yeah, this feels like a show written by a woman and a gay man. Uh, <laughs> Which I love. <laughs> the other two. Great yeah. TV show written by a woman and a gay oh, man. Oh, I love the other, yeah, the other two. Uh, but one. yeah, so... It feels like that in a lot of ways where you have this kind of camp flashiness to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also, it's by the way, it's a thing. If you look at a lot of like movies written about women leads, if there's it, like so a lot of times it's just a 40 year old gay man writing it. <laughs> oh, God, don't make Hollywood. my heart hurt. <laughs> look up. Easy A was the one, the one that tipped it no, off. Easy A is written by a gay man. Because you watch it and you're like, why does this? Uh, why does a young Emma Stone fall in love with Bruce Springsteen so hard? <laughs> I didn't she even loves. That. She. I love music from the '80s. Oh, you mean the music that the 40 year old man loved <laughs> from his childhood? <laughs> she. She was really. I just remember Emma Stone in that movie being really cool and her parents being really cool. And I'm like, this is just a cool vibe. Of a yeah, family. it is. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. It. By the way, it's still a good movie. No, it's. Still movie but, it's but just, there it is... makes me sad when i feel like when whenever i find out that a, one of my favorite woman characters was written by a gay, like a gay man i don't know why it makes me a little sad so this this episode so far has more women should fight and uh, i don't like when gay men write women this is, a, this is becoming a very weird episode no, i just it just it makes me sad that like historically uh, like a lot of gay men have written some of my favorite woman characters and i'm like what like i was like women can also write my favorite woman characters but gosh there's not as much evidence of it um, well it, it really what happened is we started letting women have more creative reigns and then they started being and able look to where it got us it got us <laughs> insatiable I, you know what okay for all of its problems i like i let i'm a big fan of campiness as i've said before also this is the interesting part so the controversy the fat shaming controversy made like both sides of the liberal whatever spectrum watch this show okay and it became the ninth most watched show on in Netflix. do you like, work netflix for netflix jesus <laughs> i'm just saying okay but then in the okay i watched the again i watched the first two episodes of the second season you and fell off they no they started to fix the fat shaming and nobody watched it <laughs> okay that. for what it's worth i'm a little chubby boy i never felt shamed <laughs> i'm gonna say this they fix they start to fix the fat shaming and also by the way we say fixed they have not fixed any of it yeah no she she you know why she's fat because she wanted to murder the whole time <laughs> and instead she's been stuffing it with donuts instead of blood <laughs> that's what they're saying in the yeah, show but like okay but this is so throughout the show she goes off on these crazy tangent tangents that are completely 
not logically therapy where there she's like you're right this is how i solve everything and it's completely wrong yeah so this is i feel like another example of like her being like thank you for solving this problem for me i must be just horribly dark well so i guess i would say the the difference would be uh one they were resoluting like this is going to be the third season yeah is oh, the God. murder season because she's now like oh you like doing this she's like yeah i think uh, you know what I mean? like at the end of the episode but she's still team bob she's like i'm gonna rescue you bop and i'm like it's kind of sweet <laughs> interesting point about how you can get away with anything if you're hot when he's in jail at the end he's bald bald yeah, yeah. oh that's what i'm saying they fully intend you're like it's interesting if you look at it this way they intended that to be the theme someone yeah ha- someone has to give him his two payback so he can get out of prison that's yeah. the problem Dal- <laughs> dallas roberts has been stopped yeah. for too long <laughs> Someone, someone hide a toupee in a cake so he can just be hot again. I, I thought both leads were good. I want to say that for as much hate as the show got, I thought both leads were given their all. Debbie Ryan, like, it's just a fun, they have great chemistry. They both have really great chemistry, in my opinion, in general, uh, in, together. In general, they have really good chemistry, and mm-hmm. then together. And I, I would say that is the thing, is because the show really does uh, wrap around them, and then it has these other characters that it tries to give more to, and then it's either... Too much or too oh, little, yeah. I think, is really the they don't they don't Corley have a balance. and Bob Barnard's just weird relationship. That yeah, happens. although that is like even from episode one, I'm like, oh, they're setting up that they're gonna fuck immediately. Well, okay, so season one ends with a threesome. What? <laughs> oh yeah, we never actually we've never not even summed up what the first episode happens for people. Which <laughs> sorry, is sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, okay, so, this is what happens when you get. Two ADHD, I don't know, are you ADHD? Yeah, also, yeah, yeah, three yeah. ADHD people on a podcast, okay. Continue. So here's here's what happens in the first episode. Uh, Bob is, uh, a, a basically, he, he's a pageant director, he's a pageant coach mm-hmm. who then gets uh, accused of being a child molester. By Dixie. By Dixie, or by Dixie and Regina. Yeah. Because he didn't lead her to the win at the pageant. Yeah, so now she's sued her revenge, and now he can't work at a pageant at all. And uh, has to work at this law firm, uh, <laughs> just doing dead end work at the law firm. When suddenly he's doing a pro bono case, and it's Debbie Ryan. Now Debbie Ryan uh, has been being fat for a while. <laughs> That's what the show has. That's her, her crime, apparently. And then no, because it's so much worse. I forget what was the actual thing. She, well, so yeah. I'll tell you, a okay. boy was nice to her when she fell down in gym class, because uh, you know she's she's bad and the boy is the lawyer's son the boy is the oh pretty blue eyes boy yeah yeah and so he helps her up and is nice and then she asks him out later on in a convenience store you know conveniently they're just oh we're there too (laughs) i didn't mean to do that no Uh, they knew they knew they knew he goes there yeah yeah exactly they quote unquote conveniently uh and so they go to meet him there and he's like ah sorry i'm not interested in look i'm hot so, oh, did, did he say that? No, but he goes, oh. No, he literally went, oh, you thought just because I was nice to you? Yeah. That's literally oh, all he says. Fuck. I, you know, I, again. No, but then, he, yeah, he says nothing else. He just kind of ghosts away from her. He just, Like Ooh. if a person could physically ghost while pushing his hair back. He literally, he pushed his hair back <laughs> and faded into the distance. It was uh, insane. Oh. And then she gets hot. And so, well, no. Well, there's, you missed a step. Okay. She goes to she sits outside sad mm-hmm. and depressed about everything and then uh, a homeless guy comes up to her and goes hey fatty give me your chocolate bar <laughs> <God>. <laughs> and 
and she goes, fuck you. Or something like uh, they go, basically they have like a fight and she punches him in the face and then he punches her in the face back, wiring her jaw shut. So they wire her jaw shut. She can't eat for like three months. Yeah, basically she's on a liquid diet for three months and she gets skinny. That's a lot of, like, is it three months or is it more than that? They say it's three months and then they have a trial where she uh, seduces the only witness now that she's hot, so he won't testify against her. You know, that might be what the show's about. And if they had really framed that argument. Who's the only witness again? Uh, The guy that worked at the convenience store. And then she tries to sleep with the homeless guy, but changes her mind. Wait, what? That's yeah. her version of revenge? Yeah, she I decides... completely blocked all of this out. So she goes to an AA meeting with her mom to get... Her mom gets a chip. And in that time, that homeless guy has gotten sober. Uh, and she's like, you know what I'm going to do to fuck with this homeless guy who uh, messed with me? I'm going to lose my virginity to him and then reject him afterwards. How is this? <laughs> it's not the most inexplicable decision she makes <laughs> okay, in the show. So this is the thing. This is my point is she's kind of dumb. Yeah. Okay, and I love that. I love that they made her kind of, like she was kind of dumb like to begin with, and I love that they made her like I'm. I'm here you for the himbo bimbo I kind think, of stuff. I am. I mean, I I I, I almost want to rewatch the show now as we're talking about. It, I'm realizing how much the level of like if you watch the show with the message of if you're hot you can get away with anything mm-hmm. it really is what the show is more about that i don't know if i saw that in anything i read about it well or... bob barnard okay the the yeah he's not a good lawyer the other no no no, no. bob barnard the, yeah. the other hot the hot guy the hot yeah, guy yeah, yeah, the yeah, other, yeah he's also not a good lawyer I yeah thought. but anytime anytime something happens like he he something happens. Shirt. Yeah, he, something happens where he has to take off his shirt, and then everyone goes quiet, and it like shocks people, <laughs> and they <laughs> and they're like, "What were we talking about?" <laughs> oh no, the show is the most horny. Yeah, I want I want to bring up one thing in that first episode. I think contributed to the weird fandom for this show that I brought up. The I'm people that are like, <laughs> and the people that are anti social justice warriors that love this show, which I think has to do with the fact that one of the main characters is the victim of a false rape accusation. Yeah. Oh. So you end up. Oh. Like this is a year and a half after Me Too starts. That I forgot about that timeline. So line. you get Ooh. you get a lot of weird people who would not normally care about this show in the slightest, and Which, are now completely on the side of the show. Be like, finally, someone's talking about this. Well, and also though, that's what's funny about it is because it's such a controversial show or whatever. It, it does. It yeah. It. But it does so many things like it's early polyamory looks that are not actually the worst views on it that no. I've ever seen on a television show. So you could just imagine these like anti-snowflake people sitting on their couch wanting, watching this through gritted teeth just being like, I like this show. <laughs> this is the show for me. They, they, they've like got a fat suit and they don't care. And this guy <laughs> was accused of rape, but he didn't do it. Oh, I love this show. It's well, just strange, and then and then it's like, well, they're having an inner, they're having a, a, a two dude, one woman threesome at the and, end, yeah. at the end. So it's Corley and it's the two Bobs, and Hot so Bob I and wonder, other Bob. I wonder if at that point people were like, I can't watch anymore. Okay, that's my tap out point. <laughs> a bunch the, of the threesome. Oh, you mean all the all all the all the people who are watching it? Because I wonder. Uh, this reminds who are on like the opposite of the liberal like you yeah, know yeah, yeah. spectrum where they're like too adventurous for me now. We can't. It's going to put ideas into my wife's head. <laughs> or my head that I can't yeah, stop yeah, thinking yeah, about. Yeah, that too. Their uh, wife has left them and they keep watching it. And <laughs> Well, this is the thing, though. is I like, you know, I, I really got hooked up. I really liked it when I first watched the first season is uh, because, you know, life is controversial and it didn't it wasn't politically correct all the time. Definitely not. <laughs> 
But like life isn't politically correct all the time. But I think the thing about it is it's fine if it's not politically correct. I don't yeah. like that's not really like there are shows like I think uh, really good shows will show you like un you know like not okay sides of things. Yeah. Like through characters. The problem with I think this show is how much it wants you to just be like yeah, but they're kind of right. Like it wants you to be on their side do you while think they it, do it. Do you think it deserved the reviews it got? Because the reviews were like eleven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I, which is actually, I saw that, which is actually very difficult for a show to achieve. Most shows are so, ninety plus. When something gets that low, they fixed it recently. But no, even then it was yeah, it was what do you it mean was they bru- fixed it recently. They uh, Rotten Tomatoes has become more aggregate mm. and accurate because TV was so pass fail. On Rotten Tomatoes for a while, so things would be like at a hundred percent or like eighty eight percent. My favorite way to take a class, yes. But they're not; they're fine shows. But like, you can't have Succession and like Emily in Paris both be at a hundred percent. You know what I mean? It doesn't work as a rating. You're so, right. Succession doesn't deserve it. Yeah, not even close. Uh, Emily in Paris, also directed by Andrew Fleming. See, I thought I was a fan, and now you're telling me all those things. You're was it also me... written by a gay guy? Well, no, he I just mean, directed. Is, oh, okay. is Andrew Fleming gay? I think so. I I okay. did enough research where I'm pretty sure. Okay. I look now. <laughs> this, I did enough research where I'm pretty sure. I, it, it didn't say, but it was also he wrote the movie Dick. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, also, so okay. Um, what I thought was cool, oh no, he was in he was in a thing that was like all about queer horror. Okay. What I thought was cool, going back to like the polyamory, like kind of like portrayal, which again, yeah, you don't see that really. Um, and you don't see it in a fun way either. Um, it's it's interesting because like um, in the first episode of season two, mm-hmm. you know, it's after the threesome. Drama has happened. Uh, Bob's hot Bob's like, I don't want to share other Bob with a woman. And then then other Bob leaves, tries to kill himself. And then Debbie Ryan needs help again. And he considers it a calling from God again to help. Debbie Ryan. Yes. Uh, with something. And during that time, then Coralie, this, the smoke show, I think she is so hot all the time in this, in this entire show. Uh, <laughs> I I'm, love how much you're really. She, she's just, her hair and her booze, it's just always perfect. Okay. Um, so Bob Barnard and uh, Coralie, who are both in love with lawyer Bob, or, you know, pageant Bob, mm-hmm. um, is I guess what I'll call him. Um, <laughs> you're, you know. you're losing the thread. You're losing okay, the thread. Okay, okay, okay. Um, so they are talking, and she's like, well, you enjoyed having sex with me, right? Like, in their threesome. And he's like, and she's like, you enjoyed these. And she, like, jiggles her boobs. Yes. She's like, yeah, who wouldn't enjoy those? And she's like, gay men. <laughs> and uh, she's like, are you sure you're not bi? <laughs> and it's just, it, it's very interesting, because, like, the guy's like, Maybe. And then they make out and he's like, no, I think I'm gay. I think I'm gay. And it's just very, it's like this weird back and forth where you never quite land on whether he's gay or bi. And I don't know. It's it's very questioning. I think they're they're doing a lot of the nebulous. Yeah. Which I think is very much the fluidity sexuality spectrum. I think is an interesting conversation to actually have in a show where you have a thing of like, well, what is the fluidity of this? What does this mean? By the way. My God, they packed so much into 22 episodes. (laughs) But it is it, it there is a like that is the conversations that I was interested that they were yeah. having. But the problem is is because of the campiness and how bad it opened, mm-hmm. it could never recover from what it was doing because but, or, no, and I'm not saying no, I'm saying critically at least. Yeah, just based was, on the trailer, they were never gonna well, really the, give it any sort of chance. Well, not even where you're not gonna give it any chance. But the first episode is rough. It is a 
so like if if you're a stand-up comic and like you have a lot of nuanced thoughts about sexuality and race and gender and whatever not you know what i mean but you open up with you're like how come all these gay people are having sex with black people well go on this is a good premise for a bit let's hear i'll hear you yeah. <laughs> but you're like you're saying wait wait you, what's what's the punchline david what's you the punchline feel this uncomfortability that's happening right now the uncomfortableness that's happening? oh yeah it's happened like several times <laughs> but i'm saying like within that level yeah. of it like that is exactly what they did is they opened up being like we're doing this and we're doing that. And it was big and it was bold and it caught attention, but everybody went, oh, I don't know if I want to devote a lot of time to this. Well, so and it, then it completely got audience to the wrong people. Yeah. It's, it's controversy really helped it in its first season, but the second season kind of like it wasn't doing the same controversies as much. It was getting better at it. And so people were like, yeah, I'm not interested anymore. Also. Uh, so, um, this is this, I just want to point this out because this is something that's interesting about uh, what you're talking about. In the uh, the wake of uh, Netflix subscriber loss of 2022, discovered that this show was one of the reasons why Netflix faced such a fate. What? Why? They blame Insatiable? According to a report published by The Hollywood Reporter, it was revealed that the f- successful former content lead, Cindy Holland, was against greenlighting the show and she thought the show story wasn't up to mark. This took place in 2017 when it first announced the show was in development. However, Ted Sarandos hired an assistant content lead and she was assigned with commissioning the show. So basically he hired someone around her to like start making all the weird Walmart of TV happen. Oh, Uh, wow. So this created constant clashes between Holland and uh, Baharia employees thought Sarandos motion of continuing development after the show, despite Holland's lack of interest was a terrible thing received negative reviews from audience and critics alike. The work ethic behind the series development raised questions, and it was canceled in 2020, and then Cindy Holland left Netflix the same year. So, so my instinct leading into this episode was like, it's not as bad as the reviews make it seem, but you read that, and I do realize this show was a net negative on entertainment, actually. <laughs> Just based on what it brought in its path. Here's what I'll say. Like, is- we discussed that bleep, my dad says, was actually a net positive in how it opened <laughs> the doors for works based on social media it had to take the brunt of the hate but this opened doors for garbage through streaming yeah because people saw that it would get a lot of views even if it didn't do well and you make it for two seasons and if it doesn't do well you you get it and it got a lot of views and people subscribed and checked it out we haven't even gotten to talking about the last episode yet yeah let's let's talk about it let's talk about this the last the so the last episode of this show uh opens with an uh Stella Rose. Mid murder. Mid murder. Yeah. Well, because that's how you do it. You you start the murder in episode nine, so people have to watch episode ten. Mm-hmm. See if the murder is followed through. So uh, she starts trying to murder uh, Debbie Ride, and the Debbie Ride's like, "Oh no, just kidding! I'll murder you instead." Yeah. Uh, and uh, there's a yeah, huge fight scene, and then she tries to put her in a trunk. Yeah. It's v- a- very much like the Hitchcock film Rope. I was surprised at how she got that body in that trunk i mean of course she was gonna get the body in the trunk that's I, the whole I knew she was but like in my it was like me packing for the airport where i was like i don't i don't know <laughs> that i was like don't they get like she had to do it really quickly because they get like when does rigor mortis sudden she was not that flexible <laughs> i have no idea when like stella rose to like <laughs> listeners write in tell us when rigor mortis sets in <laughs> is it believable this one part of the show it's also, I like that they played it for comedy. It's so hard. Like, whoopsie, how am I going to do this body in a suitcase? Got to sit on it. It's, it's actually, a lot of work. Yeah. 
Oh, and then when the body starts smelling, she just opens it up again and throws Epsom salts and potpourri on the body. Yeah, yeah. She's I was a- like, I don't know if that would actually help it. Good, good ad for the potpourri. I actually I uh, watched this over Easter and I was like, oh, okay, well this is appropriate. So you thought she would rise he again? Risen. Yeah, yeah, I thought she'd come back. Oh, she was in a suitcase for three days. Yeah, actually, and she did disappear from her. Is oh Stella Rose a Christ figure? <laughs> from her cave, and then we don't even get to see her. Like all we hear about is like where Regina put the body. Her name is Regina, by the way. They okay. just call her that like once. God, the fuck I, okay. I wish, well, now I wish the show had ended with them weekend at Bernie'sing <laughs> Stella Rose onto the stage at the beauty pageant, mm-hmm. giving just, the award to Debbie yeah. Ryan's character. <laughs> All right, so what happens? Debbie Ryan puts her in the suitcase. She's about to, uh, and then she's, she's like, like, I got to take the suitcase away. But then she's like, oh, I just had the binge of my life. Um, so or did no, I no. watching Insatiable. Am I right? Yeah. Oh, no. She she puts it in the in the suitcase. She has the binge of her life for a day and a half where she just leaves the suitcase she, with the dead body in, in there the for middle a, of the room. Like four, Yeah, it's a day and a half where she eats. And passes out into a food coma, and then she feels bad about eating, so that she runs on the treadmill until she passes out for the treadmill. Mm-hmm. And then it's too late. <laughs> She's trying to wheel the suitcase out real quick, and of course they're like, "Oh, we're gonna get an early start to going to what is it, Vegas or something?" Uh, going Chicago. To Chicago. Chicago. Okay. To going across. <laughs> oh, Bob. Bob at this point has been elected mayor. Things that was going. another thing. <laughs> and also, Michael Ian Black oh. is in the show as a pastor. Yeah. yeah. Bob has been, and it's so interesting because I ended uh, the episode two of season two. Um, with the other Bob deciding to run for mayor. So I was like, oh, do they have a race off? Sorry, wait, that happens all within the second season. Yeah. <laughs> I figured it would have started in the first, because no, I figured no. that's a thing that you got to take time nope. to set up. Nope. I that is want- a two episode at most <laughs> oh election for this for this show. It's two episodes, I promise. Yeah, that is, this show burned through plot. This, honestly, this show walks so Riverdale could run. Yes. <laughs> well, was Riverdale was not before this? Riverdale has gotten so it Actually, started off as a serious first season and like kind of second season and then it just turned all camp. They were like, you know what? Our best rated slash most watched ones are the musical shows. So we're just going to go full well, camp. It was actually, it was even before that with Riverdale because it was when uh, it was the assassination. Yeah, was the- Archie became a freaking hitman or something. Well, Insatiable, you said, was developed for the CW in the first. Yeah, it place, was. Right? It was a pilot. So these CW. actually, they came out around the same time. But uh, Insatiable came out in 2018. Uh, Riverdale actually premiered before. But when Riverdale would have started going crazy is right after Insatiable. The mm. first two seasons of Riverdale are kind of normal. Yeah, no. They're, they're 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 silly, weird, but you kind of get over it real quick. You're like, oh, Mrs. Grundy's having sex with a student. That really? was, that was th- weird. Yes. <laughs> Who is? Uh, Luke Perry. And then as soon as Luke Perry died. You think he was holding back all of the camp from Riverdale? Uh, I don't no, know. No, it's before that, though. Really? No, it's season three. They're doing a full Dungeons & Dragons cult season. Dungeons & Dragons. We're, okay, we'll talk about yeah. Riverdale. Yeah. We're definitely talking about Riverdale once it goes off the and, Anyway, yes. uh, so they drive to Chicago for the pageant. Yes. Her best friend, whose name is Noni, has the worst instincts like that, that could possibly <laughs> Well, it's also, it's such a bad version of a lesbian in love with her best friend character. Yeah, it is. Well, she used to be in love, but yeah, kind of still. It's kind of still. Kind of still. Okay. Um, yeah, it's not, I mean, it's it's enough. But she like brings a cop along because she's worried about uh, Debbie Ryan. Because there are eight serial killers in this show. Yes, yeah. 
there's like eight there's been like six pageant murders or something she's like you're still gonna do the pageant and she brings a police officer who then grabs the bag the dead body is and he's like oh this is heavy it's oh my god they really they don't give a shit they're just going for it fully and i love that like bob's biggest complaint when he finds out stella rose is in the suitcase is he's like you had me have a body across state lines i was like that is your least to be fair how many murders have they done together (laughs) yeah but i was like state line what what is actually before they blow up a car before they go oh yeah Yeah, that's true they do blow up a car oh yeah blow up a car yeah they they literally it seems like she basically goes on a tour wrapping up all the loose ends Mm -hmm. from everything that she had been dealing with and then they just went just kidding and then they just unwrapped all the loose ends that she had been dealing with yeah and then they went just kidding you're gonna give a speech and then they stopped giving a shit about all the loose ends that they didn't deal with well it's it's just funny because like bob and i just love that bob and her are dumb and they will miss stuff like she was like did you watch the car get crushed and he's like uh, yeah, they're not good. Well, they're not good at it. They're just hot, dumb people, apparently. Yeah. Well, it's always funny because I don't even think that the lawyer Bob is that hot. Oh no, that's just because they're playing him up. Look at yeah. come on, look at Dallas Roberts. Ooh, okay, yeah, that's a good picture. That is a good picture. Yeah, Dallas Roberts is hot. He's does this playing... turn into a Dallas Roberts fan podcast now? Oh, uh, look, I've been a fan of Dallas Roberts since The Good Wife. He wasn't The Good Wife. Yeah, playing the brother. Um, Easy to be a good wife when you're coming home to that every night. Am I right? <laughs> I don't know if I don't know what his role is. Well, I did just say her brother. One, you know what? One thing, one thing they did not cross was incest. So, (laughs) hey, you know what? They crossed all other lines and did all other plots. I am shocked that didn't get crossed at any point. Actually, no accidental incest happened. Did accidental incest happen? I'm now trying to think about it. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think, like, yeah, the, I don't know. I feel like the mom would have slept with, like, her son she didn't know she had at some point. <laughs> mm, yeah. But no. no at I some just, point. Here's the thing is, I don't Maybe know that the it, third season that this never is, happened. This is what the show is, though, is I don't know that it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so now I'm like, it could have. It very much. Yeah. It would have felt in line with the rest of this serial killer show. Yeah. What was the toughest part, like, trying to figure out? I believe at some point he mentions he had a kid he was unaware of. Because uh, yes. I guess the other lawyer got Alyssa Milano pregnant, which is actually it's never resolved who the dad is. No, no, they no. set that up. That's and, supposed to be for the third season. So yeah. did he have? Uh, did he have another kid that he was unaware of that he is revealed to him during the show? Yes, yeah. So he he had he had a he had a kid. The the hot Bob with the abs had a kid with Stella Rose actually. <laughs> everything's connected. Is that kid a character? Uh, so she dies in the. Uh, beginning or the beginning of the first episode of season two that's when the pageant murders start gotcha and it's really fun because they summon she just wins the pageant and debbie ryan's the runner-up to this pageant and then this woman gets mysteriously killed and it's a really cool i think it was a really cool shot actually because someone screams they all open the doors and then there's the girl in her crown with like roses her congratulation roses stuffed down her throat which i was it's a very cool shot it's, uh yeah, shot. it does yeah. murder that's the thing is this show is very good at murder and you can feel uh very good at murder well you could feel uh, lauren's uh like she clearly just wrote a bunch for dexter yeah no it, it, i really i did enjoy the murders uh specifically um <laughs> <laughs> Um, just the, the shots in general. But you know, that's what I will say about the show in general, and it's 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 just more, and that's really, I guess, the point is it's insatiable. Yeah, and I like 
that. You know what? I'd be a horrible executive at Netflix, but I would have thrown them money for a third season. Can I, can I ask another weird question <laughs> about this last episode? Because we have not yeah. uh, rounded up the full plot. But uh, So there's the woman and her daughter that accuse the lawyer of being a rapist at mm-hmm. the first Casey, season. And then at the end, she's Asian. hanging out with her, her real mom. Yep. And it seems like she's just bored of that mom and goes back with the woman that kidnapped her. How long had she been knowing her real mom for? Uh, she does not remember her. She doesn't even remember getting kidnapped at the mall. So she thought that uh, Regina was her adopted mom, mom from the start. Or yeah, whatever. From but the very start. when did they get reunited in the show? Oh, like not long before. So yeah. she gets bored of her real mom incredibly quickly. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> and, Just right and back so to Artie Marie. It's so funny because the mom is like, "Oh, I should have never left you alone at the mall. One second, I'm going to leave you alone at the mall again in a stroller like thing and walk away." Yeah. Um, and what's very funny is like, like doesn't uh, she steal her from the mall again? That's yeah, she does. That's yeah. The, yeah. It's yeah. like a flashback where she's like excited and she was excited <laughs> as a kid too. Um, but what I find uh, interesting about the show is it, it really loves karma for other characters besides Debbie Ryan. Like, and Dixie is hot. She's a pageant queen. So, uh, or she was a pageant queen. You but, know, but, uh, yeah. Everybody, everybody has bad things happening to them yeah. constantly. Well, like, okay, so um, the. Bob Barnard's secret daughter with Stella Rose pretends to be dead at one point and then actually gets murdered. Okay. And then um, Dixie pretends to be paraplegic at one point and then actually becomes paraplegic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I hadn't thought about this. It's like, it's like everyone gets the comeuppance, but uh, (laughs) yeah, they were, I mean, maybe they intended for her to get it in the third season. Maybe. I have a feeling though, that would be like a thing where it's like, yeah, at the end of the third season, like the murderer character gets murdered. No, probably not murder, Uh, but in trouble. Well, so, but she, I think we need to finish up the plot for the third episode. Oh, sorry. She does end up winning the pageant. Yeah, she she wins the Miss America pageant that's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, which they have a different name for. Because probably Which is legally. like Miss Special USA of yeah. the world or oh, something. Oh, Miss Lady America. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Lady America. And so then from there. They end up framing the the lawyer for the serial Artemarine murders frames him for the serial murders and debbie ryan gives a speech uh before that where she's like i'm actually not a good person i'm a really bad person yeah. uh all my friends know i murdered a bunch of people and they go wow that's crazy you're so brave we love you uh Does, and then does it, it ends on welcome to the jungle or is that a different show we watched <laughs> No, I think it ends on welcome. Yeah, it to ends the... on welcome to the jungle. Well, so no, so uh, yeah, Dallas Roberts gets arrested, mm-hmm. goes to the yeah, he's slammer, stuck, the slammer, he's stuck in the slammer, no and... hair, His toupee is gone, and yeah, and then she goes, oh, I'm gonna go find Artie Marine and I'm gonna murder her for you. Yeah, well, I love it because she walks in in this pink suit with this crown. Oh, because she's... she's Miss USA. Yeah, well, essentially, and she's like, she's like, oh my god, we got our private room together, which is only reserved usually for lawyers and clients, which is what we were one point i was like god bitchy um, and and he's like you should be in here and she's like i know but anyway yeah <laughs> i'm gonna save you bob oh god i don't know also the whole first season has Heavy a thing serial killer where she's in love with bob the i completely forgot that that was a thing yeah and that also is so uncomfortable. Two different people try and sleep with Bob in the first episode. Yeah. Again, we just saw a picture of Two him. teenagers try and fuck Animal Bob. magnetism. <laughs> but then but then at the end of the episode, like or at the the very last episode, he's fucking 
Debbie Ryan's mom. Yeah, he's being very responsible. Yeah. Uh, and it did not pay off for him because he's also murdered way too many people. Do you think they would have hooked up in the third season? What? If they, a hypothetical third season. They already did hook up. Okay, well, forgive me. I didn't watch the whole show. Wait, who? The, uh... No, they Dallas Robertson, the mom. Oh, and Debbie Ryan, I meant. Oh, no, 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 no. God, no, 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 no. They would have done is, it in a third season? That, they no, that have. is... Fuck. No. I want to pretend they wouldn't have. I, you know what? I'm going to say that they wouldn't have crossed that weird-ass line. Um, I wanna, I wanna it doesn't feel like any that. lines were off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I, that's the problem. That was always a very sacred relationship, and they already did the whole weird she had a crush on him and blah. well no you redux it now he's got a crush on her uh, and now it's fine because they're both adults oh that's gross maybe yeah. if there was like five time skip i could do it <laughs> five God. year time skip i i love it when th- shows are just like we have nothing left that's the rumor time about skip. euphoria <laughs> euphoria has got to skip five years hopefully oh there, it is it, that's a rumor going around right now oh my gosh it, it makes sense in today's landscape where like two three years go between shows though yeah you're gonna have to catch up yeah. for ages for certain kinds for of shows. high school shows especially yeah. Yeah. and technology yeah. too. they're like what technology are they using right now um okay and then uh so if you were uh would you recommend the show and uh how would you improve not improve it but like what would you do to improve the show like how would you make it better um Okay, to make it more popular, it should have way more controversies in the second season, so it could have gotten a third season. That's just what my more like. What did she need to endorse Hitler? Like, what do you? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I just think I just think the controversies really gave it the second season. The controversies in the first season gave it the second season it needed. So it should have. She could have done a bad press again for the second season. She could have gone right wing. You know how sometimes like hot girls will start a right wing podcast oh, just because yeah. it's easy money? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have cashed in on that. that I think it's a, a little before. No, 2018. Yeah, she could have started an alt-right podcast. What randomly happened also, <laughs> the very hot kid who... I was watching this episode, by the way, and even my boyfriend came in and he was like, that's a very good looking man. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Oh, the, uh, the teenager? Yeah, the, uh, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to do yes. it like that. <laughs> he is not a teenager in real life. Probably. No, Michael Provost. Yeah, um, so, but he has very good bone structure. But he was like apparently trying to do this like good guy podcast. And then he's like, yeah. And then like I thought I turned off the camera, but I actually turned it on. And then I just took my shirt off and started eating a cookie. And, oh, I uh, forgot that. Ab- yeah. <laughs> what a, this show, man. God. I think I'm going to be a food influencer, babe. And she's oh like, my God. That makes sense. <laughs> this is a weird show, man. <laughs> I, li- I like how weird it is, honestly. So so your your thing is like, let's go weirder. Aliens in the third season. No, no, that's that's CW. I mean, that, that's Riverdale's next thing, probably. Aliens. No, Riverdale's ending after the season. Really? Yeah. They're ending with the superpowers? Seven seasons. Superpowers okay. are over. Okay. They went back to the 50s. Oh, thank gosh. you, resident Riverdale expert, David Piccolomini. <laughs> yeah, I love the double digest. Like, I, I do respect the I respect campiness. I just do. No, campy is fun. Yeah. I don't think aliens should be a thing because they didn't really go mystical in any sense for um, insatiable at okay. all. But I do think maybe like the right wing podcast would have been a fun thing. <laughs> She's just she finds out she's an influencer for like an alt right, uh, and she like leans into it weirdly for an episode. Yeah, like if she finds out that the judges for the pageant, three out of five of them are right wing, she, she's like, well, that's an easy way for me to win. Also, I love the idea of she's like she finds out that they're okay with murder yeah. for the most part. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, it's just a different kind of celebrity. Uh, well, okay, yeah. I will want want to correct them. Bob never murdered anyone. He just covered up all the murders. Yeah. Well, never mind. He's yeah. a morally good character. <laughs> he just covered up a lot of murders. Yes, for for a, a teenage girl. Uh. <laughs> Among other, was it just the teenage girl that murdered people? Yeah, 
Yeah. Does she? I guess she is the only one. No, and the actual and Regina. Yeah, but he doesn't. No one knows that till the end. No, yeah, that's a surprise. And then Regina's like, got that weird hard on for him where she's like, we're the same person. Oh, my God. You might be my soulmate instead of my nemesis. It is a weird thing when this show just literally goes, you know what? Fuck it. Sure. Everyone is attracted to lawyer pageant Bob. We're just going to do that. (laughs) That's like the weird thread line throughout the entire show is like. Crow, how would you change it? He's hot. Uh, how would I change it? Is, is did the would I recommend question also include or just how would I? I mean, it? yeah, sure, recommend or not? Yeah, sure. Well, no, but I'm not the target audience. But I will say, I think it's overhated. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, I don't think it's as bad as people made it out to be. Uh, how would I change it? Um, <laughs> more. No, I kind of like that it is very uniquely itself, <laughs> even though it's not for me. I, I I said I said maybe make her right wing if you want to lean into that if you want to lean into like the weird I honestly so uh, maybe have Bob kill someone this is a weird make re- them the same Ooh, yeah there's a weird reference point but uh, there's a song by a comedian who's like a fake country music singer called Eating Pussy Kicking Ass mm-hmm. uh, and it's like a fake like George Thurgood style like eating pussy kicking ass I already and know where this is going <laughs> but the third verse of it is him going. And being like, uh, oh, he like hooks up with uh, a trans prostitute and sucks his dick uh, <laughs> at the end of the song. But then the end of the song is him being like, sucking dick, eating pussy, kicking ass. Uh, and it's this weird thing where it starts off as this like fake macho tough guy song and then shifts into something much stranger and more interesting. And I want to see that show go. If they do all right, I want it to end in a weird gay orgy by the end. Yeah, yeah. where like spiritually, it already does. Sure, but I want it to be like 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 they do Molly at like an alt right thing, and everybody just starts making out because they're all doing Molly yeah, together. Yeah, no, like that. I I like how they continually flip things like in on their head or leave them or like ask like difficult questions that they aren't even sure ends up. Yeah, they really they they ask a lot more questions than they answer. have answers. Yeah, but a lot of people. <laughs> I think there's a lot of questions without answers right now. Well, sure. But you know what I want for my TV shows? Uh, less, uh, a little more uh, structured reality. Well, how, how, would, how would you change it or recommend uh, it? Yeah. Well, one, I think, like, if you're going that hard, like, I mean, yeah, I just want more. I want to see what they did. With, with Honestly, I, yeah, three. I don't have, a, I don't know if I would change. Like, no I, notes. <laughs> no notes. I mean, the problem with the show is generally it's like, if unless you're down for, like, your cuntiest friend like that's what this show is it's like like i have friends that i know like this tv show that are pretty vitriolic like honestly i'm kind of vitriolic but it's like we're both here (laughs) yeah i like i'm vitriolic but i also don't mean it most of the time it's it's silly it's more it's like a teasing thing it's playful oh there are people who are actually mean that are your friends who like it well like not (laughs) i'm saying like this is that kind of thing this show is mean and Mm -hmm. that is why i think it's it's mean and it's not as clever or funny as it thinks it is yes uh but I think part of what works about it is that it's so weird and it's mean, but also so silly. Yeah. And I think that's why I was able to click in with it. It's also really horny, which is funny for yeah, a TV a show. Yeah, that's a polyamorous couple. Honestly, I was here second. for the representation for a minute. And yeah, be like, like, all yeah. right. <laughs> I was like, it doesn't seem like they're shitting on him. I will say a tweet that came out um, from the creator of the show. What's her name? Uh, Lauren, you said? What's yeah. Her name? Uh, she tweeted out. She's like, who was the... Who do you guys think the baby daddy of Coralie's uh, baby, like possible, like pregnancy is? She's like, 
Guess we'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, she tweeted that out. I, I, I like the idea that. That, that they would just bring in a guest star who's like, yeah. like an actual celebrity playing themselves, <laughs> well, not even explain it. Some people, some people say that that tweet was like trying her trying to get maybe like picked up again because it started as a CW pilot and then it went to Netflix. So maybe they were hoping like as Re- return three, to its true home of the CW. Yes, yeah, yeah. Take it, take it back. I, I do think that like my predictions for. Whatever would happen in season three is Bob ends up killing someone, and then him and Debbie Ryan at the end do um, a car off a cliff together. Like he should probably yeah. he should Thelma pro- and Louise. Yeah, they Thelma and Louise. I really think because like that's been the oh, it's got to end in a, it's got to end in a blaze of glory. No, yeah. he, 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 he probably double suicide, up, man. It's happening. You'd probably have to end up killing her because you realize it's the only way to stop her killing spree. Or they yeah. try to kill each oh, other. Oh, Dallas Roberts killing Debbie Ryan in the end of the third season, I think, is the move. Yeah, but I, I think they're going to try to kill each other and then they're going to be exhausted. And I'm sorry, didn't the episode start with you advocating that. for more violence against women? And now we're throwing out this okay, ending. Wait. Guys, I've got it. Uh, Dallas Roberts kills Debbie Ryan, and then he feels so bad about it. He starts overeating, and then he ends up oh, super fat at the end of the show. Wow. Full circle. You know what? And then Dodgeball. The plot of Dodgeball happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's a soft reboot for Dodgeball starring <laughs> Dallas Roberts. Okay, we're in. I'm Incredible yeah. work. Well, guys, thank you for listening to Bottle Episode. Uh, wait, don't we recommend shows? We're going to recommend a show okay. at the end of this but thank you for li- that's the end of the podcast all right uh so recommend so we just recommend one show it can be related to this or not just a show you think it's really good that you think people should watch oh god um oh uh yellow jackets great yeah. show about more female violence good job yeah, yeah. <laughs> needs to happen you got one diners drivers and dives there's <laughs> Nothing wrong with eating oh people. Well, there's nothing wrong with eating comma yeah, people. I was, like, yeah. I was like eating people. There's a comma in there. Yeah, it was really rough oh after Yellow Jackets. A zomb- I would, uh, you know what? I would watch a parody zombie version of uh, Diners, Drive-Ins, and, and Brains. Yeah, and Brains. Diners, they- Drive-Ins, and Brains. <laughs> Perfect. Great. Good job. That's what our new Halloween costume team. Mm. Uh, and I, I'm going to recommend uh, Barry, which is a show about a serial killer that's much better. That's a much better well done show. Yes. That he's was better, how sentences he's work. He's a better hitman. <laughs> he's a, yeah, he's a much more professional hitman yeah. for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, also watch Insatiable. Insatiable is very fun. It is. It, if you go in it with no expectations, I, I truly recommend it. I do. <laughs> if you get, yeah, go in kind of knowing what it is, honestly. Yeah. Be, like, Be mindful of what it will do to your Netflix recommendations, though, <laughs> depending on what you have been watching. I think it'd be a fun show. I didn't watch it high, but I think it'd be fun to do it. If you're in a couple, it's a great show to watch. You'd be like, look at this mess. Like if your girlfriend wants to only watch reality TV, this will be a good switch. Yeah, it's more interesting than Love is Blind. I will tell you that. There you go. Or boyfriend, whoever wants to watch reality TV. Don't let them make (laughs) them watch it. it. (laughs) Okay, cool. Thank you. Boom. That was the episode. I'm glad you guys enjoyed it or didn't enjoy it. But if you got to this part, I assume you enjoyed it. No one hate listens all the way to the end. Or if you do, let me know in the comments. Uh, And by comments, I mean, it could be comments. It could be on YouTube. It could be on uh, wherever, wherever you want to comment. Honestly, if you just leave a comment into the universe and I'll feel it. You wouldn't think I would, but I'm very insecure. So I'm already I'm in the present which is your past, and I'm already feeling, I'm getting anxiety thinking about these comments you've just left into the universe. Uh, so do that or don't do that. I won't know except for I will know. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. I will definitely know about that, and I will really appreciate it. 
what shows you want us to check out? We'll absolutely, if you leave it in a review, doesn't matter the star level of the review even, I don't care. It will be mean, but very specifically good for the bottle episode of it all. If a one star review with a thing we should cover, as long as it is actually bad TV, you make it like an actual bad TV show and we'll cover it if you leave it in a review. Throw a drink in the review and I'll figure out what TV show pairs with that drink. Uh, and we can keep going from there. There's a million things. If you want to follow uh, Julie, it's at Julie Ray Comedy on Instagram. You can follow me at DPIC Comedy on Instagram and Lit Grandma 69 on, or it might be 420. I think it's 69. Lit Grandma 69 on TikTok. And I have a comedy special out on YouTube called Goblin King. And if you want to follow Crow, it's Daniel F. Crow, but I think he would hate it. Okay, guys, thank you. Good night.